We want to welcome you to the Adventure Church Podcast. Today we are celebrating Father's Day. Have you noticed that men and cars just kind of go together? Well, today, Pastor CJ is going to rev the engine a little and explain how men are the spark plug, alternator, radiator, and speedometer of the family. You're not going to want to miss this message, so let's get those engines started. We hope you enjoy this special Father's Day message. I want to talk to you today about uh, car, car parts. How many of you know that men, if you notice that we as men, even ladies, I will say Heather, she knows all kinds of car parts. I think that Heather could have beat you guys with all the car parts, amen? I told her, I said, Heather, wrong color. You need green for green and gold, amen? But if you're a Viking fan, just go rubber hand, amen? Amen. But if there's people around you, they're attracted to you. They're seeing Vikings in their, in their eyes. Hey, uh, but how many know that it's usually common that men like cars, amen? Uh, we like cars. We like sports cars. We like hot rod cars. We like different cars. And you know what? Cars and men, they kind of go together. You ever notice that? That cars and men kind of go together? And if you ever noticed about a car, they have different parts to a car. Uh, and then if they don't have these certain parts, the car won't run right. And you men, you know what, just because you're a dad, you have different hats that you wear every day of your life. You have different hats or different parts of your life. A lot of times we just looked at as the provider. And sometimes if you're looked at just as the provider, that can be kind of wearisome. That, man, all they want from me, my spouse, my kids, is they just want a paycheck, and I just got to go to work and, and, and to provide for them. And that's not a fun part of being the dad. But a fun part of being a dad is being different facets of being a dad. And the Bible says, and if you have your Bibles up on the screen, in Proverbs 22, verse 6, Solomon, the wisest man on the planet, gave us some instructions. And I always believe instructions. You know what? I tried to put together a bookshelf without looking at the instructions. I looked at the picture, and when I put together the bookshelf, it was lopsided. It was it was the wrong parts. I put the a, D together with B, and I put it's just a mess because I didn't look at the instructions. But, man, God gives us an instructions to be fathers. And sometimes, I don't know about you, but when I first became a father, I had three beautiful children. And my, when my first son was born, I'll be honest with you, I was scared to death about being a dad. How many can relate to what I'm talking about? I was scared to death about being a dad. How do you be a dad? I've never had really a dad. I had three fathers. They were all a mess. And I really didn't have a, a family life because I had three mothers and three dads. and Just a whole mess in my life. So how do I be a dad? Well, Solomon lays out the principles of how to be a dad. And he says these words, start children off on the way they should go. In other words, dads, how do you be a dad is that you point your children towards God. The Bible says that you shoot the arrows, and the way that you shoot the arrows, they will follow. So how do you be a dad? It all stems by first starting out being a man of God. Being a man of God that loves and serves and honors God with all your heart. And when you serve and honor God, your children will follow after you. And that's what he says. Even and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Some of you are saying, well, my, my kid is going wayward. My son and my daughter, they're not serving God. Well, let me encourage you this, Dad. If you sown seed in your, their lives and you're sown seed, which is the word of God, I want to encourage 
encourage you, pray for that seed that you've sown in your children's life because God's word will not return void. God says that your role, Dad, as a father is to plant the seed, but God will make it grow. And so I want to encourage you not to give up on the seed that you've sown in your kids. Maybe they're not serving God right now, but I'm here to tell you there's hope because Jesus never gives up on them, nor should you. And you believe that the seed that you've sown in their lives will flourish and come to fruition and change them around. You see, listen, our, our role as a dad is that we function differently in different parts. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, it says these words. It says, fathers, do not exasperate your children. In other words, get them all angry and upset, confused, worried, on the wrong track. Don't be the train that derails the cars. The cars are your kids. Don't be the, the, the dad or the train that derails your kids. But instruct them. He says, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. You know what? If you don't know how to do something, man, you're going to walk in life not knowing and walking aimlessly, man, without purpose, without direction, but most of all, in fear because you're not knowing how to do that what you're supposed to do in life. And so, fathers, our role is to instruct and to teach and to train our kids how to become men and women of God, and most of all, how to become men and women in a world that is lost. And so our purpose is not just to put a paycheck on the, on the counter and provide, but it's to be teaching and to train our children in how to be and how to act in a world that's unsaved. Amen? But when you look at when you look at car parts and you look at men or fathers, they represent different parts. And when I put this sermon together, these are some of the parts that I think fathers represent. Number one, I think fathers represent spark plugs. If you look at it, the father's spark plug has two primary functions. I think that fathers, you are the spark plug to your family. You see, if you're backfiring, if you're not running and doing the, and sparking right, what happens is your family won't. But here's the function of a spark plug, to ignite the air and fuel mixture. In other words, to, to make it explode, in other words, or to, to uh, 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 blow off like a bomb to move the cylinders up and down. That's where the pressure comes or the combustion comes that will move your car. You see, so it says to mixture electrical energy that is transmitted through the spark plug, which you are, jumping the gap in the plug's firing end. If the voltage supplied to the plug is high enough, this electrical spark, which is you, dads, ignites the gasoline air mixture in the combustion chambers, which is the cylinders. And you know what, guys? I think why us men relate to cars so well is because we are a spark plug. We're a spark plug to our family. And listen, here are some of the signs if your spark plug is bad or going, going bad. If your spark plug, Dad, is bad, listen to this. Your engine idles roughly. And you see, fathers, listen. I believe that a lot of times we are like cars is because God calls us to be a spark plug, to be a spark plug to our family. But look at what it says. If your spark plug's going bad, your engine will idle roughly. And sometimes what happens, why is our family sometimes in disarray? Maybe why is sometimes our family going through some major issues in life? Maybe our, splug, our, our spark plugs 
are not properly running. Maybe we need to change, guys, listen, change out our spark plugs. Maybe we need to change our focus. Maybe we need to change things in our life that's making our family run roughly. If you're not sparking right, and if you're not running right, don't expect our kids to run right also. Because they say the old saying is like father, like son. And they will follow and they will pursue after that which you are. And so if you are going to be a deadbeat, then guess what's going to happen? Your children will be a deadbeat, and others around you will be a deadbeat. But if you're going to be a cheerleader, if you're going to be one that's setting the pace, guess who's going to follow you? The kids behind you. You set the tone for your life. I thought another one is this, that if your spark plug is not sparking, you have trouble starting your car in the morning. You see, how many have said this, and you're frustrated, and maybe you shake your fist at God and say, God, why is my son and my daughter like this? Why don't they get up? Why don't they got any motivation? Why don't they do this? Why don't they do that? It all starts, Dad, with you. Leading the charge, making the spark happen in your families. Another one is this. Your car, when your spark plugs don't work, your, your car's engine backfires. You know when tragedy comes and our kids fall off the wagon or do some things and it backfires? Because maybe like father, like son, maybe we're not firing right and we're leading our family down the road in which we're going ourselves. And so what happens is we backfire. And then what we do, we get mad at the very thing that we ourselves have done and now our kids are doing and we get mad. And our kids say, well, Dad, Mom, you guys done the same thing. Why is it any different? But we get mad at them, but we don't look at ourselves. That's why the Bible says when the man looks at himself in the mirror, he walks away and forgets what he looks like. And what happens is, men, listen, we have to sometimes take an inventory of ourselves. We have to take an inventory of who we are and how we are firing. And if we're backfiring, it's going to affect other people. I know, you know one of the greatest times I love, I love 4th of July. And I love living here in Siren. You know why? Because you folks have fireworks just seems like every day through 4th of July. I mean, July 3rd, July 1st, July 4th, July 5th. Keep it up. Keep it up. I like it. Because you know what? One of the favorite parts about fireworks is this, when it's a dud. How many of you know what I'm talking about? It's, there's, it doesn't explode, but it just, boom. And you're like, you feel it just pulsate your heart. Boom. Then you're like, whoa. You know, you, you understand what I'm saying? I love those parts of the firework. I don't care sometimes about all the big old flashy things. Just give me the bomb. I feel like uh, Greece. You better shape up. Because I feel it, you know. I got thrills, you know. But because I like that. But, you know, here's the deal. That sometimes what happens is we are backfiring and we're having effects. It's a rippling effect into our family. So fathers, listen, I think a lot of times we function as a spark plug. And if we're backfiring, we need to change our plugs. Another one is this. I think fathers are like alternators. We are like alternators. And dads are like alternators. And alternators function as this. Alternators are used in modern automobiles to charge the battery and to power the electrical system when its engine is running. So in other words, what's the purpose of an alternator? It's to put back in the energy in which the battery is just taken. And so it replenishes. 
And you know what, fathers? Our role is to be an alternator to pour back into our kids. I always say this, dads, what you deposit now, what you deposit now, you're going to make withdrawals later. And I was telling my church family back in Discover Church a while back, I was saying to them, you know what? After buying all my kids these tennis shoes and buying them all these things and so on and so forth and having to buy all these men tennis shoes that were 100 bucks a pop and so on, I thought, man, oh, man, when they got older, thank you, Jesus, I was starting to make some withdrawals. You know what was happening at Christmas time? They were buying me some jeans. They were buying me some shirts. I thought, thank you, Jesus. I was getting some withdrawals from the deposits that I made in their lives. The point is, Dad, listen, you are an alternator that replenishes the energy, the strength, the peace, the fulfillment in your lives, in your family's lives. And listen, an alternator, listen what happens. Here's some of the effects of an alternator when it goes out. When an alternator goes out, all of a sudden what happens? The indicator light comes on. What does that mean? Warning, Will Robinson. Warning, Will Robinson. In other words, something is wrong. And you know what? A lot of times the alternator light is going on in your family, but you're not paying attention. You're blowing the stop sign, and you're blowing the sign, and your family is dissolving in a disarray. And the reason is because maybe you're not putting back into it. I used to coach basketball, and I coach AAU basketball, and I love basketball for those that don't know. But I used to coach basketball, and we traveled all over in, in, in Colorado. For six years, I coached it. And we coached, in, I, I played in, in Vegas. I, we played in California. We played all of Utah. We played where the Utah Jazz played. We, I mean, we had some great teams. But I remember one particular time that we were playing in Utah, and we were playing the Las Vegas Stars. And it was one of our biggest games of the year. And I mean to tell you, these guys were great. They were seventh graders, and they were doing reverse dunks. I kid you not. It was unbelievable, this team that we were playing. And we were in the locker room just getting ready to go back out into the floor for the beginning of the game. And one of the kids was off into the locker room, and he was just crying. And I said, young man, what's wrong? What, what is wrong? He said, he said, Coach, CJ, he said, this is the biggest game of my life. Here we are in the championship game. We're playing the Las Vegas Stars. He said, where is my dad? And he was so shook up that his dad wasn't there to be the alternator to pour into his life, into the biggest game of his life. And guess who had to be the alternator? Me and my assistant coach. And we got that kid out on the floor, and, man, that kid lit up like a Christmas tree. And lo and behold, when it all came down to it, we ended up winning that game. And you know what? That kid came back up to me. He said, thank you, Coach CJ, for being my dad. Let me tell you something. Listen, man, you're the alternator that pours back into your family. And if your family is running empty, maybe it's because you're not pouring back into them. And the warning light is going off. You see, another one is this. Your headlights will start to flicker. Other electrical things will begin to fail. Strange noises will begin to happen. Car stalls or has difficulty starting. And eventually, in the ultimate end, the battery dies. And that's where families lose it. The battery dies because we're not pouring back in. My challenge to you dads is if you love cars, be the alternator. Pour back into your family. 
pour back into it. Man, take a baseball glove out. It only takes five minutes to throw a ball. Man, that kid will light up like a Christmas tree. You pour back into their lives. Spend time with them. Let them know that they're important. That's what being a dad is. Another one is this. A father is like a radiator. Father's like a radiator. Look at the, the, the purpose of a radiator is this. The majority of the radiators are constructed to function in automobiles, building and electrics, the, uh, electronics. The alternator is always a source of heat. A radiator, excuse me. Radiator, thank you. That's why I love my wife. Amen. Is always a source of heat to its environment. Watch this. Although this may be for either the purpose of heating this environment or for cooling this liquid or coolant supplied to it as for engine cooling. So what is the radiator? The radiator monitors the temperature for the car. And you know what happens, Dad? You know why you're a radiator? Because you dictate the atmosphere in your family. If you are always walking around like this with your hand clenched and you're angry and you're mad at the world and you're yelling at your kids, you know what you're doing? You're killing and you're stifling their dreams and their spirit. But God called us to keep our tongue under control and to be the radiator that brings cool, which is peace, calm, and stillness in your family. And if you know and I know that when a radiator blows and you take off the radiator cap, what's it going to do? It's going to splash on you and hurt you. And you wonder why some of our kids are limping, hurting, depressed, and discouraged and doing things they shouldn't be doing. It's because maybe we blew our top. And we're not being the radiator that's bringing peace and cooling and calmness in our families. You see, what happens is when a radiator is not functioning right, what happens is this. It starts leaking coolant on the floor. And you know what that represents for us when we start not being the father or the dad that we should be and our radiator pops? It starts leaking all on our other family. It starts splashing over into our kids. They get hurt. Mom gets hurt. Son gets hurt. People get hurt because we start to leak out. And you're like father, like son. We as fathers have a role, and that is to be a radiator to bring peace to our family. Not to shake your fist and be mad at the world and yell at your kids and kick your dog, but to say, no, I'm bringing peace and cooling to my family because I'm the priest of my home, and the priest sets the tone and the atmosphere for people and for God to dwell. That's what we're all about, guys. We are a radiator. You see what happens when the radiator is not functioning right? It overheats. It, it's low cooling. All of a sudden, it starts to, to uh, die down, and things begin to blow up and overheat. Then all of a sudden, you have the dangers of your, your cylinders or your motor blowing up because of the fact you overheat it. You know, I always say this. That anger, the Bible says in Ephesians, don't let your wrath go down, don't let your anger go down in the sun. In other words, deal with it and take care of it before you go to bed. But a lot of times what happens, men, is we hold it all in, and we're like a water balloon or a balloon that finally we hold all this anger in, and then what we do is we pop. And then when we pop, we have a mess to clean up. And you know what? I've always learned that the things that we destroy, wreck, and mess up, it never goes back to the original form. And here's what we always do. After we blow up and we lose our top, 
we always say this stuff, my bad, my bad, my bad. And we excuse our behavior. But your bad has hurt and wounded those around you. And you got to keep under cool when the pressure comes, a radiator. The last one is this, and I love this one. Dads, we are a speedometer. We're a speedometer. You see, listen, a speedometer or a speed meter is a gauge that measures and displays the instantaneous speed of a vehicle. In other words, you dads set the pace for your family. I had the opportunity a long time ago to be able to go to the Indianapolis 500. And I loved going there. It was fun. It was great. But that year that I got to go was the first year that they introduced the Corvette for the pace car. And if you know anything about a pace car, the pace car sets the pace for the other cars to follow. And here's why they do it. When they go out there and the pace car goes and it's leading the charge of all the cars, what you may not know, what they're doing is setting the pace, not only setting the pace and warming up the cars, but they're actually warming up the tires on the car. Because when the car goes around the track, the tires become buoyant and they warm up and they get ready to race. And then once they go around a certain amount of time, if you ever notice, then the pace car disappears and the race begins. Because you know why? The cars are ready. They're ready to race. They're ready to run. They're ready to go. You see, dads, that's what you are. You are the speedometer that sets your kids off to ready to run in this world, in this journey that is before them. And in this journey, men, it's not easy for your son or your daughter sometimes to go out there on their own. But you are setting the pace. You're warming them up. You're preparing them for life. You're preparing them for a journey that you and I know is not easy. But when they graduate from college like Grace just did, I mean high school, they're going to find out what it's really like because they're not in the bird's nest anymore. More. They're on their own. But hopefully that which Greg taught them and Molly taught her, she's going to be ready to run. Let me ask you something. What kind of pace are you setting in your family? Are you a dad that's just kind of laid back, Jack, don't care? Man, do your own thing. But see, the pace car has other people behind them. Get this now. They have other people behind them. As fast as you go is how fast others will go. Dodge says either lead, follow, or get out of the way. And your role, men, fathers, daddies, is to set the pace. I close with this. When I first started in ministry, I started in ministry, and I, man, I, I was, man, disillusioned about ministry. And I never knew that when a youth pastor when you're at this youth pastor and the senior pastor leaves, the protocol is that you leave. And so here I am with my beautiful bride, and we were told that we were unable to have children, and God blessed us. We, we ended up obviously having three children when we were told we weren't going to be able to have children. And I'll never forget, I took my first church, and I absolutely loved it, sir. I absolutely loved it. I got there, and guess what? After being there two weeks, the church had to let the pastor go because of circumstances. Guess who had to leave? But guess who followed? I got to my next church, and when I get to my next church in Colorado, got all set up, brought up my new home, was there 10 months. Guess who left after 10 months? The senior pastor. Guess who had to leave? 
But guess who followed? Got to my next church in Oklahoma City. Got there, and I was a youth pastor. I loved it. Church of 5,000 people, man. And God bless us. Our youth group was over 1,000 kids. Just, man, just amazing. But then the pastor pulled out of the assemblies. Guess who had to leave? Guess who had to follow? I had a choice to make. Either I can stay in my pity party, in my place of misery, because misery loves company, or I can be the speedometer and cheer on my kids, my wife, and my family, say, hey, we're going to make it, because you are the thermostat that sets the tone for your family. I don't want to be a thermometer that's dictated by the circumstances around me and be hot or cold. If it's cold outside, I'm going to be cold. If it's hot outside, I'm going to be hot. I want to be the thermostat that I'm going to turn it up, baby, and I'm going to lead my family. I'm going to set the pace. I'm going to be a dad that sets the tone for my family to lead. And you know what? My wife and my three kids... Man, they followed us, and we landed Kenosha, Wisconsin. I thought I was going to be a youth pastor for the rest of my life. I was a youth pastor for 13 years, and finally I get this call from my first senior pastor. Went to this church, went through a major situation. We got there, 26 people. We had to take out a loan, my wife and I. Check this out. This was backwards, Art. The church was so broke that we had to take out a personal loan to keep the church open. But guess who followed? Guess who followed, Mike? You see, Mike, you set the tone. And how you lead. Why did we do that game today, Daddy, take me to church? Because that's what it's all about. You set the tone. Dads, of how you lead. Of how you lead. So this morning... I want to encourage you, be the spark plug, be the alternator, be the radiator that keeps things cool. Dad, stop saying, my bad. Stop making excuses for your anger. And be the man and say, man, this is my responsibility. I'm going to buck up, and I'm not going to do this again. I'm not going to slip with a tongue and yell at my wife and yell at my kids, kick the dog, and then run out the door. No, I'm going to be a man. I'm going to be the dad that my kids can be proud of. Somebody say amen. Somebody say ouch. Amen. But it's true, isn't it? Now, fathers, will you all stand with me? Dads, let's be the alternator. Let's be the spark plug. Let's be the radiator. Let's be the speedometer. Let's be that for our families. Thank you for being here. If you're a visitor today, I pray that you sense our love. We love people, and we love God. And if you're new today, I pray that you come back and they feel welcomed here. Next week, we go back into our next series. Don't forget your stone, amen? Don't forget your stone. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Adventure Church. We here at Adventure Church would really love to hear from you. You can connect with us online. Find us on Facebook and Instagram by using at Adventure Church Siren. Or check out our website, www.adventurechurchsiren.com.